Welcome to Straight Talk Wealth, heard every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with your experts in all aspects of wealth accumulation, preservation, and income planning guaranteed to last a lifetime. And now, your host of Straight Talk Wealth, Bruce Whitey, on Newstalk 1590 KVTA. If we keep talking about the economy, we're going to lose. Well, baby sister, I don't think you can get $50. So tonight, I'd like to talk about the economy. You better wipe that smile off your face or I'll do it for you. Good morning, Ventura. Hey, you know... There's a restriction. You may not know it, but there's a restriction here at the station at KVTA, which is when we have elections, you can't get too political. You can't have anything really. You can't take sides. So we wanted to feature the great debate and the opening of the show, but we can't get into the debates. We can't air it because if we end one, uh, you know, one uh, candidate, then we have to do the other. So we had a great debate between John Wayne and President Obama. Neither one are running. And we thought that would be very apropos. So you heard John Wayne and President Obama debate. Close your eyes and pretend it's all a bad dream. That's how I get by. <laughs> no, that's just me having a lot of fun on the radio. That's all that really <laughs> I love, I love the engineering of sound, and I've wasted perfectly wasted a perfectly good minute and a half of your time this morning so far. I've got a good mind to join a club and beat you over the head with it. Yeah, I probably deserve it. So, hey, anyway, listen, this is a serious show today. This is that's it. That's all the that's all the levity you're going to get from me today because I've got some very important things to discuss with you, and the rest of the show is going to be dark and serious and very heavy. Today's show is announcing our next event. This next event is going to be really, really good. Now, let me just tell you the title of today's show. It's called 2016, The Year of Crisis or Recovery. Because what is going on? The world was falling apart in January. We lost 10% in the markets. There were stories behind it. Oil was so bad that it was threatening the banking system because of the trillion dollars of loans that the frackers had taken out and weren't going to be able to repay once we realized that oil was stuck in the doldrums. Did that just go away? Oh, well, there was this other story. And this one's probably, this probably won't go away, right? China is completely unstable. China has a massive real estate bubble and it had a massive stock bubble. And um, that just kind of, I think that all just went away too, didn't it? Hmm. All right, okay, well, here's the, the other part of the story was that the Fed is out of bullets. The Fed can't do anything. That, oh my gosh, the market's finally on its own. It's going to feel the impact of these global events and it's going to finally bring stocks down to where they're supposed to be and the Fed can't do a darn thing. And what happened to that story? Is that, is that still around? So what an odd year. I think it all just went away. I think everybody just went to sleep. The market went to sleep and the volatility left until recently. And now it's back. Oh, it's back because the Fed's going to raise, eventually going to raise another quarter point of interest rates. Yeah, that'll come and go. (laughs) You'll hear me say this again later because I have a very special interview with Harry S. Dent. And I said that to him, too. Uh, And we're featuring Harry all through the show today. Economist Harry S. Dent, best-selling author. Uh, very, very cutting edge in his studies of how demographics are the underlying organic driving force to economies that is usually 
very much underplayed, left out or ignored by most economists, uh, but I believe is is a really true underpinning. And, and, and you'll learn more about Harry if you haven't listened before, but he's a routine economist that likes to talk with me on the phone and is part of our show. So today's show is the year 2016, the year of crisis or recovery, subtitled, has risk left the market? Did it leave? I mean, the beginning of the year looked like the world was falling apart. So where did it all go? I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Now, the problem is, yes, we all know risk still exists. But at the end of the day, what this show is about is about what do you do about it? Because you can't, if you're, you're soon to retire, if you're uh, within 10 years of retirement, and we're really headed for the big spill, the big reset, you know, then you probably shouldn't keep everything you own at risk, all of your assets at risk. But you also can't put your head in the sand. You can't just throw your money in a bank account or in, I mean, listen, I'm talking to people right now that feel scared about the market. Okay, now what they're doing is there's a right way to look at this. There's a rightness about it, which is they're out of the market. I got out of the market. It's fine, Bruce. I understand the risks. I'm out. Wow. I've put half a million dollars, quote unquote, depending on the situation, half a million dollars. I've heard of a million dollars in cash earning less than 1%. Really? Okay. So you tell me when is the crash coming? Because that's the thing we can't predict. Are you going to sit and lose even 5% potential interest on a million dollars or half a million dollars for what? A year, two years, three years? You know, that's $50,000. You let, let it go for three years earning less than 1% versus five, you lost $150,000. That can make a difference in terms of where we pick back up. So the, the problem is, do you stay at risk? Do you put your head in the sand and, and just, you know, wait it out when we don't know? And the other thing is you can't just go into cash in the banks because as you listen to our show lately, the banks has been set up to do bailouts. You, if you put more than, first of all, bailouts, uh, if you haven't heard a previous show, catch up, go listen to our podcast. Let me tell you where to get some resources here. If you go to straighttalkwealth.com, straighttalkwealth.com, there's a podcaster there and you can listen to any of our past shows. We recently did a show with John Truman Wolf called uh, The Financial Coming Financial Crisis. Uh, a look behind the wizard's curtain. And we got into this gentleman who is a former banker, got into the banking system in the United States has been recalibrated, re-regulated in a way that will allow bailouts in the next banking crisis that the government will not have to do bail-ins again or, you know, bailouts again, because you will be bailing in the bank, particularly if you keep more than the FDIC insured amount. But we don't even know if that's really included in this. They may be even digging into FDIC insured amounts. We don't know. But we do know that we're moving towards a bail-in banking system where depositors over certain amount, just like happened in Cyprus, I'll give you the stats in Cyprus. I did a lot of homework on Cyprus. I know I'm wandering, but all of this comes into play. This is all relevant issues we're going to tie together in today's show and at our upcoming workshop. In Cyprus, 
Everybody who had over a hundred thousand euros in the Cyprus banks when Cyprus decided they didn't have a government to bail out the banks, so the depositors were going to bail it in, which is where we're headed. Everything over a hundred thousand dollars euros, the banks confiscated forty seven point five percent of the rest of the account, and that included corporations, companies, as well as mom and pop. If they had over a hundred thousand euros in the bank in Cyprus, they lost forty seven point five. So that is a real risk. That's all I'm saying. And this is the problem. This is why we're talking about it on the show. Because we know the risk and we're gonna examine today uh some some of the global risks that are out there. Uh, and you can't completely stay at risk to try to get a, a little edge when the whole thing could blow and, you know, to get an extra five or 10% even, well, five or let's say 7% more than the market's delivering still puts you at risk of losing 40 or 50% in a downturn. What's going to change your life more? If you're in your 60s, late 50s, early 70s, what's going to change your life more? Getting an extra 7% per year earnings over something very conservative or is it going to change your life more to lose 40 or 50% of what you've got in a downturn? Uh, we're going to interview Harry S. Dent today in detail. Uh, there's four major segments that I covered with Harry. Uh, the first one is what happened to January's story. Where did the risk go since January? The second one is a very alarming newsletter that he recently put out. It is his, uh, leading edge newsletter and he wrote an article called why there will be blood in the streets and i interviewed him about that uh and then we talked about another uh publication of his called boom and bus deflate gate 2016 forward and i really kind of this opens the door to the whole discussion of gold and what do you do to stay safe because you got to understand inflation versus deflation. He has a new bulletin out uh, on Boom and Busk about deflation and how it's going to affect the world. And I queried him on that. That'll be on today's show in my interview. And the last clip I did, I asked him, how do we survive through it all? Now, you know, it's pretty hard to tell you the whole story in a one-hour show. I don't know if I'm going to have much chance here to talk to you for the rest of the show once we get into the clips. But you're, there's a lot more to know. And a lot more explanation. So let me tell you, we're going to give you an opportunity to get the complete story. By the way, by the end of the show, I want to also talk, I will try to come back. I want to talk about a new kind of risk that's completely dependent on when you were born. It's the risk of when you were born. It's very, very tangible. I'll try to tell you about it by the end of the show. Now, let me tell you about the event coming up. The event coming up is at the River Ridge Golf Club, which we've done several of them. Great setting. A uh, limited space there. It's going to be on Saturday, June 25th at 10 a.m. And it is just like this show because it is going to be an extrapolation of what you're hearing on the show today that I can't really give you all the details. But like this show, it's called 2016, the year of crisis or recovery. Subtitled since last January, has risk left the market? I'm telling you, this is an authoritative workshop that is going to examine the causes and the inevitable outcomes of global risk to retirees and baby boomers who will retire anywhere in the next 10 years. You need to know about these risks. These are the specific risks that you are facing from the global markets to how comfortable you're going to be in retirement. We're going to talk about where are the risks at this event 
in detail where are the risks to our global investment markets today. Uh, we're going to talk about how long can central banks and a strong American economy keep these things at bay here at home. We're going to talk about how can investors and retirees best survive and thrive during the next 10 years when the global investment markets do reset. And there's a very special segment we're going to include in this workshop on Saturday, the 25th of June, 10 a.m. And by the way, I've billed this from 10 to 3. Now, I often have done four hours. We feed you lunch in the middle. So we've got a, a nice lunch that the country club does there. But the point is, um, I can't get people out of the door after four hours. They're all sticking around and talking to each other. I want to make sure we have enough time. I'm going to try to get you out by two, but I've billed the event till three just in case. So the last segment of the event will be why gold will not be a safe haven. It is a repeat of a very successful segment we did uh, prior in one of our workshops called the Great Gold Bust Ahead. Not the haven. The bust in gold. When is it coming and why is it coming? And it just, it doesn't make sense from all the stories you hear right now, does it? Gold's going to go down. You know, it's supposed to be going up. The dollar's going to be destroyed. We're going to talk about it. And I'm going to show you why gold will not be a safe haven and why this next crash will be deflationary, which makes gold the wrong thing to hold if it's deflationary. But you don't understand that right now, and you will by the end of that segment. And you're going to understand why Harry Dent says gold is going to be down to $700 an ounce by the end of 2017, and I'm going to give you the evidence. So here's how you get tickets for this event, which is what today's show is about, but today is just enough to disturb you. We're going to really go into this in detail. Um, we, you know, we just have a ball. You're going to meet some of the finest people in Ventura at this event. Some really smart people that come to my events. Now, it's going to be Saturday, the 25th of June at the River Ridge Golf Club. I'm hoping we can get done by 2, but I'm billing it from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. The tickets are $35 only until the 18th of June. So a week before the event, the ticket price will go up to $45. Now, we're paying you lunch. We've got a bunch of extra stuff we're giving to you, which I'll tell you about Um Hopefully later in the show. But we got a bunch of premiums that are going to go along with it. But the point is, if you get your tickets before 18 June, it's $35. It's well worth it. If you wait to the week before the event, it's $45. And I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you a phone number, and you're going to get an even deeper discount. Here's the phone number to get your tickets, but you have to call while we're on the air. The number is 888-882-5578. 888 5578 That's 888-882-5578. If you call during the show today, we're going to take that $35 ticket. We're going to knock it down to $25. Plus, any extra tickets you want to order after the first one will be $15. That is a, you've got to call during the show to get that discount. But it's $25 instead of $35. And again, if you wait a week before the event, they go up to $45. You can get them for $25 right now during the show, and any extra tickets you order will only be $15. So call also now to ensure the date, because I'm telling you, we're doing a mailing on this to the area. We're doing a lot of promotion, and quite frankly, I expect the facility to fill up. We're going to meet our max on the reservations, and then we will be into a second will call event, which is not yet scheduled. So if you're late in getting your reservation, uh, you will fall into the will call for a second date, which is to be announced. Now, it's today, if you call 
today and you get that $25 ticket within the next 48 hours, I'm going to email you three very important and current publications from Harry Dent Research. Dent Research. You're going to get emailed to you within 48 hours, the leading edge newsletter of May 2016 with the article we're covering today, Why There Will Be Blood on the Streets. You'll get that article. You'll also get the boom and bust by Dent Research called Deflate Gate 2016 Forward, which will help you understand the inflation, deflation, and the gold bust. You're also going to get Economy and Markets newsletter, a particular one from, uh, from uh, May of 2016 called Thou Shalt Be Money. And it goes into how China is going is raising their debt at such a phenomenal rate to salvage their bust that they're trying to stay out of. They're raising their debt far more than we ever saw in quantitative easing in the United States. And you don't know about it. And it's covered in that. So if you call now, let's wrap this up. You're going to get $25 ticket instead of $35 ticket. Any extra tickets are $15. You're going to leave two times with the operator for me to call you back. I will call you back during the week. I'll take your credit card information, and we will uh, get those tickets reserved for you. Call now so that you can reserve the 25th of June because there's going to be spillover into other dates. I can guarantee this event will fill up. And within 48 hours, we'll mail you the three publications from Dent Research. This is, again, at the River Ridge Golf Club, Saturday the 25th of June. From 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., we will feed you lunch. It is 2016 the year of crisis or recovery since January has risk left the market. It is an authoritative workshop to examine the causes and the inevitable outcomes of global risk to baby boomers retiring in the next 10 years. Okay, let's get into some content here. My interview with Harry Dent. So the first question, by the yeah, I'm going to get into another. I want to try to read you this other article from the uh, Ventura Star about how poorly prepared most Americans are. Do you know that, oh my gosh, what was, what was the figure on this the figure was that two-thirds of the united states would struggle to cover a thousand dollar crisis that polls were done this was uh out of new york on the ap newswire it was covered in the mccurk county star two-thirds of americans would have difficulty coming up with the money to cover a thousand dollar emergency according to an exclusive poll release thursday a signal that despite years of recovery from the great recession Americans' financial conditions remain precarious as ever. So we can talk more about that situation, and we do in this discussion with Harry. But the first thing I just want to talk about for investors, because really, I got to tell you something. This whole seminar and everything we're talking about, the real people that are at risk are those that have savings. Those are the people that are at risk because these savings and this crunch is going to hit those values. If you don't have a lot, then Harry will talk about it in the end because at the end of the interview, I asked him what people should be doing and we covered those with no money and those with substantial money and they're different things. We'll cover that at the end of this. But the people that need to come to this workshop are the people that need to know how to protect what they've got. And that includes money market, that includes the bank and that includes the stock market. So you guys should pay attention. But let's get into this. I asked Harry what actually happened since January when we thought it was lights out for the market. And the next thing we know, um, it's bouncing back like nothing ever happened. So Harry, what I want to talk to you about today is, 
you know, I just put together a show. I've been putting together a series of shows that was basically scratching our head going, boy, it looked like the world was coming to an end in January. And we had a big 10% loss. And then, um, you know, and there were stories behind it. There was the, the oil glut. There was China. There was a, a Fed that couldn't do anything. And uh, the markets were in terror. And, and all of a sudden, everybody just kind of went back to sleep. And looks like the volatility got suppressed. And now we're picking back up here again. And there's some other new issues. The Fed's going to raise rates, you know, a rate hike. All right, that big deal. You know, that'll pass. But what happened here? We, we, I thought the stories were breaking in January. The stories we've been talking about, they were finally breaking into the market. And then everything got put back together and volatility went away. So what were the actions, if not the platitudes, that put us back to sleep that, at least for the time being, seemed to work and make everybody think, you know, uh, they're just waking up from a bad nightmare and we're all on keel again? Well, you know, I think, you know, and this is what keeps happening. Every time we get close and things break apart, you know, different governments make different moves or different things happen. I mean, it, you know, it's all about keeping the bubble going and keep, you know, putting your fingers in the dikes and the dam and all this sort of stuff. It just continues. And it basically, it's only going to break when something happens that is kind of so damaging that it can't be easily thwarted. And there's two things that have happened. Because you're right. I mean, the beginning of the year was weak. Uh, first quarter GDP under 0.5%, you know, near recession. And who knows, that could be revised later to be in recession. Mm-hmm. And now second quarter doesn't look as bad, and retail sales were sagging, then April looked better. I mean, you always get this uh, noise. And, and China was becoming noisy again in January. And, it, and yes. it's like, where do these stories go? Like, how do they just get swept under the rug? Because these were the big oil in China were the big stories that are going to come back. But where do they go? Well, I mean, those are the two things that changed. The oil bounce from, it hit 26, and it's bounced up back, you know, near 50. That's a big deal. That means, you know, you're not going to have giant defaults in, in oil companies and energy company and frackers anytime soon. You still got some, but that was a big threat. So for now, that's been put off. That is certainly not put off forever. There's no way oil prices aren't going down lower in the next year or two from my point of view. But the big thing I've seen happen, Bruce, is that, you know, Japan went off the reservation with quantitative easing in early 2013, just decided to triple it, you know, not double, triple it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and do three times what the U.S. was doing at its height, around a trillion a year, compared to its economy, and similar to ECB. <clears throat> well, China, in the first quarter, went off the reservation. They, they basically increased debt, mostly bank loans, and these bank loans are just, to me, just like QE. They're creating money out of thin air. The government says, we're going to back loans, and then these crony um, businesses and different Central, uh, decentralized reasons, get loans that they, they wouldn't be able to afford otherwise because the government's backing them, and get them easy, and that and that's creating money out of thin air. When somebody issues a bond, somebody's going to have to buy that bond with savings or from another investment, but but when banks issue loans, you know, 90% of it can be just created money, and of course, QE is 100%. So, so what's happened, the first quarter, Chinese increased their debt in one quarter, $1 trillion. That's at a $4 trillion annual rate which is like almost 40% of their GDP. So China... Harry, if I may, let's put that in perspective. So we, we increase our debt a trillion, but the size of our economy is still much greater than the size of the of the Chinese economy. So how does a trillion increase? And a trillion was atrocious, and it was like the worst of the recession where you increased our debt by a trillion. What does a trillion dollars mean relatively to the Chinese economy versus what it means to our economy? Yeah, for, for 
with the Chinese economy to adjust the fact that they're between 50 and 60 percent of our economy in, in, in U.S. dollars, it would be like them creating seven to eight trillion dollars this year or almost two trillion in one quarter. So you can see I, I just put out a little uh, article in our daily newsletter saying, you know, the rate that China is now creating new debt in 2016 is greater than all the QE at its peak combined from from the ECB, the U.S., and Japan, which, which all countries except for Japan are way larger than China. I mean, the ECB and U.S. has roughly doubled their size. So they have, they have done what Japan's done even more so. They've gone off the reservation. I think that's what halted. Yeah, China was starting to have problems in mm. there. So this halted it. I got gotcha. you. So this so halted it. They, they do what everybody does, just step up the, the monetary stimulus. They're just doing it the old-fashioned way through bank loans. We, uh, Japan, the U.S., and Europe, you know, had ma- massive growth in bank loans for decades. And so that's why we're not doing bank loans. Nobody wants to borrow here mm-hmm. except to buy back their own stock and increase their EPS artificially. China's still building stuff for nobody. And, and that's really dangerous because, Bruce, one of the most important things I've seen happen in years in China, it just came out a couple months ago that China in 2015, for the first time in 30 years, saw their rural migrant population. This is the big, the biggest thing driving their economy. These people uh, move from rural areas and start working in urban areas where they make more and spend more. They just started going home. They, six million were lost instead of gaining, you know, six or eight million a year. They went back home. So, so the Chinese have been building stuff for nobody, assuming, oh, well, but five, ten years from now, more and more uh, urban migrants will need all these empty condos and infrastructures now the, the urban migration is not only slowed, it is reversed. Now, we'll have to see if this continues in 2016, but my assumption is very simple. The cost of real estate, which we've been showing for years, has skyrocketed in China, biggest real estate bubble anywhere, anytime, place, and the smog is getting intolerable, and the traffic's getting intolerable, and wages and, and jobs are slowing because their exports and their overbuilding is slowing. So, so, so you know, China is... is upping the game of stimulus, building stuff for nobody, while the game has ended. Again, it's one thing, the game's been slowing for the last couple of years, but now it's ended. You don't have no more net urban migration. In fact, thus far in the last year, it's gone 6 million negative. I mean, that's the size of a typical state in the United States. People that just went back to the farms because they didn't want to put up with city life anymore because it's gotten so extreme. So this is really... I mean, I'm more and more convinced now China is going to blow. And wow. I think in next year, clearly, but they're the ones that have stepped it up the most. The frackers kind of got a natural bounce from finally enough frackers went under that, that it took some supply pressure off. Um, and, and, but is the, is the oil and the fracker story coming back? We were talking about a trillion dollars of debt to the banks on behalf of the frackers that were priced at $65 a barrel. So if they're getting 50 now, is that story going to come back or is it going to be laid to rest? Well, well, it, no, it's not going to be laid to rest. I mean, really, the industry needs in the 50 to 80 range to make money. And, of course, it's nowhere near as good as when it was in the 100 to 150 range. So the industry is still good, but you're not going to have these imminent defaults in this kind of 50-ish area, and in May, Eve, I've always said oil could bounce as high as 60, but but oil is not has not bottomed from my point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, if, and if China ever does, when China does blow up, and it will blow up, it's, the rate they're increasing debt, there's no other way this story can play out. And yeah. you can't, it's not just the debt. I mean, we had debt going into, you know, somewhat productive stuff. They are literally building stuff for nobody, and, and they're doubling down on it. 
Um, you, and all, all they're doing is creating excess capacity. I mean, I ask people who in the United States or Europe or Australia or any other place I lecture, even South Korea, who would invest in real estate when, when you've got such high vacancy rates, when so many condos and houses, estimates range between 24 and 27 percent of urban Chinese homes and condos are empty. There's 8 million empty homes in Japan. That's more due to aging than overbuilding. Yeah. They just built them back, and now people are dying, and the workforce is shrinking. But China has has these vacancies because they're building three homes for every one new home, household. Right. Absolute insanity. No free market economy would do that. No home builder could do that profitably. But when the government says, don't worry, we're standing behind the loans, and we'll give you more. Just keep building, and we'll worry about the consequences later. And, you know, one of these days we'll need it anyway. This is insanity on the greatest scale I've ever seen. So China is going to blow. But you're right. They're the ones that, that jumped up. Europe's doing the same old thing. They came back into QE after we tapered. Well, they tapered before we tapered. So everybody keeps taking turns. And Japan's still going at full bore and now pushing negative interest rates. But it's been China that's had the biggest shift in increasing debt and, and then they just keep stimulating. And then so the, the story in January was they just whipped out the credit card again and they made it go away for a little while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And again, you, you can only do that so long. And, and it's obviously sure. working to some degree right now. Their stock market uh, has, is still back to near its lows, but it had boy. Next time it cracks through there, it's going to go down another 20, 30, 40 percent in a short period of time. And then people are going to know it's over in China. But that hasn't happened yet. And they're still slowing, but slowing slowly. At some point, China's just going to crack. And I'm telling people, nobody's going to predict the day or hour it's going to happen. But if you're not, you know, if you're not out of stocks and risk assets, and if, and if you're an affluent Chinese and you haven't already gotten a lot of your money out of, out of the country, it, it, you're going to be in trouble fast because it, this thing has got, when it blows, it's going to be big. All right. You're listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I'm your host, Bruce Whitey. We are here every Saturday morning on News Talk 1590 KVTA. And we are talking today about, is 2016 the year of crisis or is it the year of recovery? I mean, we bounced back real well from January. I think it all just went away. And we're asking, is risk left the market? Now, look, the thing you got to understand, why do I talk about this? I'm in the same boat you are. I'm hitting 60 this year. I sound like a kid, I know. And I like riding my boogie board, so thank you very much. But <laughs> I'm getting to that age. I'm coming up on Social Security and all these other things. And you know what? Like most baby boomers, I'm going to be working till I'm 75 or 80 to make things really work for a comfortable retirement. And the thing that I see a preponderance of is people just look at what the market's doing right now. And when it's, listen, I'm telling you, this is the cycle of my business in this industry because my job is to keep you safe, keep you from losing and to get you really set to spend your money down in retirement, spend it with confidence and make sure that it will last you a lifetime. And I don't handle everything. I keep a balance with other advisors. I don't have you go into one class. I have you go multiple classes. I have my specialty. But the point is, 
if you simply sit there as a spectator and you look at what the markets are doing today, and since we, you know, everybody calls me up, my phones ring off the hook when the market's down 10% and they want to handle it. But the minute this stuff goes away, it's like it never happened. You've got to scratch under the surface because it's not what's happening today. It's what's happening tomorrow that matters when it comes to how you manage your retirement funds and the position you'll be in. And, and so we're not concerned what it looks like today. Today is not the story. Tomorrow is the story. And that's why we go into these topics. Now, I'm going to tell you we're going to have a great event on this on June 25th at the River Ridge Golf Club. I'll cover it more in a minute after this next segment. But the event is just like today's show. It's 2016 Year of Crisis or Recovery Has Risk Left the Market. And that is going to be on June 25th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Very, I am going to go over extensively the work of Harry S. Dent, who you're hearing today. You're going to have so much of his analysis and the facts and the figures. By the time you leave there, you'll be stuffed full. It is an authoritative workshop to examine the causes and the inevitable outcomes of global risk to baby boomers that are retiring in the next 10 years. We're going to look at where the risks are to our global investments today. We're going to look at how central banks and a strong American economy, how long can they keep things at bay here at home, and how can investors and retirees best survive and thrive during the next 10 years while the global investment markets will reset? How do you survive and thrive through that? We'll have a special segment on the great gold bust ahead, why we believe gold will go down to $700 an ounce. The tickets for this are $35 until the 18th of June. Then the week before the event, they go to $45. You can call this number right now. I'll get you $25 tickets. Very, very deep discount. And guess what? Any extra tickets you want will be $15. The number is 888 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. We'll get you $25 tickets and extra ones at $15. For a $35 event on June 25th, we will be going into all of this. Immediately within 48 hours, we will email you three current publications from Dent Research. One is the leading edge call, uh, from May 2016 called Why There Will Be Blood in the Streets. We'll talk about that in a minute with Harry. The boom and bust of 2016 May, Deflate Gate. Going forward and the economy and markets newsletter, there shall be, thou shalt be money. And that is all about the China situation you just heard. And if you heard Harry talk here, here's the thing you got to understand about China and why you don't get China. China appears to have private sector banks. If those banks lend seven trillion dollars into the economy or the equivalent of that, you know, a trillion in one quarter, it looks like, uh, the government's not doing what we do. We're the ones here that are so reckless with our government. A government-backed bank loan in China is the same thing as the government doing it. You just have a facade of some private industry in front of the government as if our banks. It's the same risk, same deep. If our banks fail, our government's going to bail us out. If their banks fail, their government's going to bail out. They've issued on the level an equivalent of $7 trillion a year they're on track for if it was 
our economy. It's really four trillion over there, but they're 50 to 60% of our economy. That would be equivalent of us issuing seven to eight trillion dollars a year. You think that won't blow? You think that won't have an effect on your retirement? You need to get to this event and get the truth. 888 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578 for your discount tickets. Okay, let's talk to Harry about why he wrote the article, There Will Be Blood in the Streets. A couple other questions, Harry. Um, I want to talk about the recent Leading Edge. Pretty alarming article. Why there will be blood in the streets. And this was really about the decimation of the middle class and the income or the wealth disparity. So I want to, I've got two questions for you. One, briefly, what, what is the story there? And second, what does it foretell? Well, I mean, this always happens, as we call, as we go from the summer to the fall season, innovation is required. The summer season, things start, innovation and productivity starts to slow down and you need new innovations. So you see things like personal computers emerge or the assembly line in cars back in the last cycle and, and Internet and things like that. And, and so when that happens, the entrepreneurial risk takers, the, the 1%, and it's really the 0.1% I found when I really look at the data back in history, these people get outsized rewards because they take risk and Homer Simpson doesn't. So mm-hmm. the everyday person naturally falls back in their income and wealth. But, but also Wall Street, the people who finance all these IPOs and all this innovation and stuff, they make outsized gains. So, so these are the people, they have done so well with the top 0.1 to 10%, and it really is concentrated in the 0.1%. One out of a thousand families have run away with most of the gains, most of the increase in the wealth, the average family, and, and, and even broader, the bottom 90%, uh, basically is no better off than they were, slightly better off than they were 30 years ago, and worse off than they were in 2016 years ago. So they have been decimated. Real wages have gone down, and the rich just keep getting richer. And so there's two ways to deal with this. There's the Trump way saying, hey, you middle class, blue class, redneck people, whatever you... Um, you know what did this? It's these damn immigrants and these damn Chinese workers working for less. So I'm going to fix that. I'm going to build a wall and I'm going to tell China where to stick it. Okay. Yep. We're going to put tariffs and protect you and get you back. Or there's the Bernie Sanders side that's saying on the liberal side saying to the same kind of level of people, hey, this is Wall Street. We're going to tax these people and we're going to start giving benefits to you. So that's why these two candidates have come out of nowhere and done so well in the establishment types, like Jeb Bush didn't even get off the runway, and Hillary, you know, started strong, but keeps having, you know, she's got high negative ratings, she's got still got a chance of being She's not radical enough, and Bernie's talking to the radicals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but, but what it tells me, and one of the reasons I'm moving to Puerto Rico, there's tax advantages, but that's not the reason I'm moving. I had a vacation home there, and I spent more time there to finish that on this island, but I'm, I'm hanging out in San Juan. I'm saying this is like South Beach in Miami, where we I used to live 20 years ago when it was nice. And mm-hmm. it wasn't so overbuilt and overcrowded and so many crazy people and, you know, three, five thousand dollars a square foot condos, which is insanity. Um, and, and, yeah, Puerto Rico's bankrupt. But I'm seeing like Trump America, where you've got, you know, this middle part. That used to be 60% of our economy that was well off and could afford a home and saw rising wages in the 40s, 50s, and 60s and stuff. You know, from the 70s, especially the 80s on, these people have gone nowhere. So they're not happy. And when the economy goes down, you're going to see the same two factions. You're going to see, like, the you know, the, 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 the right, uh, i.e. Trump's going to criticize 
you know, all the, you know, the immigration and, and the Asian and, and emerging country workers and, and, and exports and their country, their government supporting it. And, and the left is going to say, we got to tax the rich and, and, and smack down Wall Street. So I, I see like, Frankly, the reason I'm I'm going to sit in Puerto Rico for two years and see what happens, and, I, and they're going to have problems with their bankruptcy. Sure, and, and they've got high unemployment, but not where I'm I am down there, where the Americans are moving in. But I'm going to sit and watch it. I think you're going to have what I would call a subtle civil war. Hmm. Basically, the everyday person's going to hate the rich just like they did in the Great Depression. And Franklin Delano Roosevelt came in office and did nothing but criticize the rich and, and Wall Street back then. And, but, and it's it's that it's that middle person that's barely hanging on by their bleeding fingernails. Yeah, I just saw an article today where, you know, uh, two-thirds of households in this country could not deal with a $400 car breakdown or a medical emergency wow. for $1,000 or something like that without having to borrow or sell something. They have to hit their credit card. They have no savings, nothing to fall back on because they've just barely been surviving, especially in the last decade and a half so so these people are pissed now i go to europe i go to australia hey they've had the rich get richer and stuff but not to the same degree i I just showed in this report that the the middle class share of wealth in the united states has fallen to 19.6 percent most other developed countries in europe are like 40 percent plus or or in or in asia 40 50 percent and even those have fallen the middle class used to have 60 percent so this has been a, 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 a substantial setback in income, but a much bigger setback in wealth. And wealth has a lot more power. You got money, you can invest. I mean, there's no way the everyday person can really save for retirement because they're barely making. And when they do, they don't have enough savings to invest to make a difference. Yeah. So, so yeah. this is a real problem. Now, this happened in the Roaring Twenties and the Great Depression. But I'm telling you, I didn't studying history. Yes. Uh, there was this income inequality, and yes, the everyday person kind of was resentful of, of rich people in the Great Depression. But I'm telling you, I think it's going to be way worse this time. So I'm, I'm thinking, there, you know, there's going to be some level of just civil unrest and protests in the streets and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Puerto Rico's bankrupt, but I think living in the right places there, I think I'm going to be better off there. Sure. I'm going to take two years to find out, but I actually think Trump America is going to be worse for several years. So it's not just going to be the economic downturn. I tell people where you live is important. If you can live in the exurbs of a major city instead of downtown, you're going to be better off. Yeah. If you can live in the middle of this country instead of on the crowded, bubbly coast, uh, you're going to be way better off. And, and I'm like saying Puerto Rico looks better to me than Florida. And you know, Yeah, I understand. I understand. Hey, you're listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I'm your host, Bruce Whitey. We're here every Saturday morning on KVTA at 8, or excuse me, 9 a.m. now. So look, um, I, here's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, first of all, now you'll hear Harry and I talk about this at the end segment about what if you have money? What if you don't have money? What are the differences on how you should be looking at things? But I want you to understand the real, the real people that need to come to this are the people that aren't looking, the people that think either I'm going to sit over and just sit on my cash and earn nothing on it, and you don't know how many years, or you're sitting at risk and you're whistling in a hurricane thinking that it's just not going to affect you. It is going to affect you. There are a lot of reasons why, you know, this is a conundrum, by the way. I don't necessarily at the workshop have the answer of, is 2016 going to be the year of the biggest crisis we've ever seen, or you of recovery because 
There's so many tricks up the sleeve of the central bankers to forestall it, forestall it, forestall it. We know there's a crisis coming. We don't know when. And so you're between a rock and a hard place. And these decisions are vital in terms of the type of retirement you're going to enjoy or not enjoy. And even if you've got lots of dough set aside, handle it wrong. Bet wrong on inflation versus deflation. Put your money in the bank to get out of the market, and then we have bail-ins. Leave it in the market, and we have crashes. If you don't think these things through and get underneath the surface, you are at great risk, and you are the one that needs to come to our workshop on the 25th of June at the River Ridge Golf Club from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., called 2016, the year of crisis or recovery since January has risks left the market. It's an authoritative workshop to examine the causes and inevitable outcomes of this global risk to baby boomers, people that are retired now or will retire in the next 10 years. We're going to look at what these risks are to the global investment markets. How long can the central banks and American economy keep things at bay here at home? And how can investors and retirees best survive and thrive during the next 10 years when the global investment market it's will reset. And that means reset lower. And we're going to go into a special segment. Biggest mistake I see going on. Biggest mistake. People rushing to gold to think gold is going to be the savior. This will be deflationary. We will teach you this at the seminar. Gold is an inflationary asset. It is not deflationary. It will be the wrong thing to hold. It will not be a safe haven. And it'll be down to $700 an ounce, according to Harry Dent, by the year 2017. And we'll give you the evidence. Saturday, the 25th of June, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. We'll feed you lunch. Tickets are $35 until the 18th of June. If you wait to the week before they're $45 if you call this number right now I'll arrange to have your ticket reserved for $25 you need to leave a couple times for me to call you back during the week uh, the, the number for that is 888 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. I'll repeat that once more during the, before the end of the show. 888-882-5578. If you get your $25 ticket reserved right now, anybody comes with you is $15. Uh, this event will fill up. Uh, if it does, we'll put a will call on a second date to be announced. I don't know when that will be. If you wait too long, you're just going to be kind of in limbo about which date and I'll have to arrange that. We'll do our best to accommodate you. Once you pay for your ticket, as soon as you pay for your ticket within 48 hours, you're going to get the publications that Harry is referring to. Today's conversations are all written up in three of his current publications. The Leading Edge from May 2016 in the article called Why There Will Be Blood on the Streets. Boom and Bust from May 2016 uh, is Deflate Gate Forward and Economy Economy and markets from May 2016, Thou Shalt Be Money is about China blowing up its loan and its credit markets. Again, come to the workshop. You'll get all the information. You'll learn how to stay safe. You'll get underneath the surface and start to see the things that you better be cognizant of because these next 10 years will make the last 20 years look like a picnic compared to what's coming. 888 In the last seg, uh, this next segment, I talk about deflate gate and how misunderstood deflation is to most people. Well, Harry, that leads me to two last questions I have for you. Uh, one, I want to, so I'm going to come back to, I want to talk about what 
the average guy should be doing right now and and how people should be preparing for this. But before that, I just want to talk real quick. Last boom and bust was about deflate gate 2016 forward. And I think deflation is really an issue that people just can't get their wits around it. And you do a real good job in that issue of addressing. Of course, we have uh, inflation. In fact, you agree that we're currently seeing inflation in three major areas, healthcare education and child care. And that's because the bubble hasn't burst. But by the end of the issue, if you just go to the end of the article, you do say that there's some reasoning suggests that even those three areas, healthcare, education, child care will deflate. But uh, quote, we won't see the clear deflationary underpinnings from the greatest bubble in modern history until the economy falls back into recession and then depression. And then we will see it. So my point is, I don't think people get how bad deflation is you know they think well geez you know if it's going to reduce my health care my education my child care i guess i'm i'm kind of rooting for that deflation I, you know with this inflation is so nasty i'm rooting for deflation i want my prices to get down to go down but let's get real what is the hell there is to pay for deflation for the little guy and for the rich if deflation is going to bring down my health care my education the things that i'm complaining about today are inflated and you're saying that'll turn around uh gee what's not to celebrate what's the hell to pay for that well you know because it's very painful when it happens so you know again let's say you eat some uh uh bad food some bad sushi and in your, your system's like basically poison what does your body have to do it has to flush it out that's flushing out and i'm not going to describe all the ways <laughs> thank you people know. It's, it's never pleasant it's very painful and that's what the great depression was it was a flushing out of debt excessive debt period and it was a flushing out of financial asset bubbles which always occur and those in those Flushing out brings deflation, brings down prices long-term, brings down the cost of living, allows assets to be repriced so the next young people and generation can invest for the future in real estate, in stocks, and make money. You buy real estate now, you're going to lose. You buy stocks now, even typical valuation measures, even not looking at the Great Depression ahead that I'm looking at, would say you'll be due well to lose only 1% to 2% a year on your stocks for the next 10 years. How is anybody going to build for time at the next generation or build wealth if they have to buy at these bubbly prices. How is the millennial generation going to survive when they have to keep paying entitlements to baby boomers who are retiring at age 63, still on average, when they, when their life expectancies have gone up in the last several decades, and now they're living to be 85 on average if they make it to 63? Who can support somebody who worked for 42 years on the dole, health care, and, and Social Security and pensions for 22 years, half of their work life. This is totally undoable. So what you're saying, so we have one scenario here where you're saying the hell to pay is people that are retired that will still be living with low interest rates, so they can't they can't get interest on their earnings, let alone if they've held them in any sort of uh, market, uh, market-determined assets. They're just going to keep seeing their assets shrinking during the twilight of the years, and, and that's, that's the hell they're going to pay. Yeah, and the young people... It costs them so much to get an education. If you, if you don't already have rich parents, you got to go down on student loans. And what was that? A government-backed system to keep the education bubble going. But deflation will be fun for them. Education keeps going up as people will pay anything to get their kids in a good college. Or if that's not possible, kids will borrow money 
and, 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 and graduate with $100,000 in debt. How are you ever going to buy a home or get married if you've got that much debt to start off? But see, no. they would have deflation to look forward to. They would say, great, if, if uh, college prices are going down. I'd... See, the point I'm trying to get is I think that on one level, when, when you talk about deflation, people almost think it's something to look forward to. Well, it will be if you're in the right position, but it really won't be if you're in the wrong position. So I'm, I'm really just trying to paint this picture of why deflation is not something – I mean, from a banker's point of view, from an economist's point of view, yes, we love to get the toxins flushed out. We love to have new opportunity to invest. But, you know, we're talking bread lines, Harry. We're talking joblessness. We're talking utter poverty to have deflation arrive. As you say, we're not going to get this reset deflation until the economy falls back in recession and then depression. So I'm really trying to paint that picture of this is not something to look forward to unless you're positioned correctly. But let's assume I'm not positioned correctly. How much hell, who's going to really pay the price of this deflation? Uh, it seems like we're going to we're going to be looking at the 19, 1930s again. And that's exactly, but, but we did nothing but grow after the 1930s. That, that deflationary shakeout made business more efficient, brought down the cost of living, burst bubbles, made investments supportable again for long-term growth, but it was extremely painful. So what happens is, there's two things. The aging baby boomers, where do they get hit? They get hit because they own all the financial assets. They're the ones that do own a substantial amount yeah. of stocks and bonds. And junk bonds now, because they've had to go into those. They own real estate. Young people don't own much real estate. They don't own much stocks. They're not even saving for retirement yet. So they get the benefit there. The baby boomers get hit. But what? But who gets the hit most when the economy goes down and job loss? It's going to be the young people. The people in the workforce who got more tenure tend to stay in longer in a time like this. And then that blocks the younger people from being able to rise or to get jobs. So the young people get hit hard with with unemployment, which is terrible, and the old people get hit hard with financial assets bursting and things like that. Now, the benefits down the road, once you get to the other side of this in several years, and it'll take several years, the young people will have more affordable education, and they'll be able to invest for retirement again and, and make good returns. The baby boomers, the only benefit for them will be health care will finally stop going up so high, but the biggest single inflation has been in education, and that hits the young people when you got to pay so much for college just to get a decent job that's still not going up nearly as fast as it used to, you're crippled from the beginning. So, so the young, I'd say when the smoke clears here, the young people are the biggest beneficiaries. And that's what the economy wants because the young people are going to drive our economy for decades ahead. Old people, I hate to say it, are just going to die. Yeah. So I, I tell people it's the baby boomers that have the most bubbled up financial assets and the most of it, and they're the ones that are going to hit get hit the most in wealth. But again, would you rather have your wealth fall or not have a job? And like the 25% unemployment of the Great Depression, I mean, that was horrible. So It's so going to get both. It's going to decimate wealth both. and it's going to decimate jobs. But in the long term, it's going to benefit that the right. millennial generation. Well, there you go. Listen, uh, I had another clip and we've run out of time. I was going to uh, play the clip for you on what should you be doing to hang on and survive and thrive during this period. But we're out of time. Uh, I honestly didn't plan it that way, but you know, I always have a lot to cover and that is why you need to come to this workshop. I just can't do it all on the radio. We will include that clip. I'll get that clip in a future show here before the event. Uh, we're probably going to do a couple shows, repeat some of them in between so more people can hear it. I will have a new show on this uh, within the next couple weeks, but the point is don't wait. 
because the event will fill up. This is going to be probably our most well-attended event we're ever doing. And I know because we're doing an additional mailing, a little how my promotion machine works here, but we're doing a mailing in addition to what I'm doing on the radio. So uh, this will this is going to reach far and wide, and the room will fill up. When we're done with the 25th and it's full, then we'll see what the next date is. I don't know yet, but the point is, for logistics, I'm going to fill up the 25th, and then we'll see. I'm talking about what you need to attend to, to really get the rest of the story, the whole story. This is going to be our workshop on Saturday, the 25th of June from 10 in the morning till three in the afternoon. Extensive, extensive briefing on all of the work of Harry Esten and a lot of other folks that I'm bringing to the table as well and their work. I'm going to cover 2016, the year of crisis or recovery. Since January has risk left the market and we're going to deliver a very authoritative workshop to examine the causes and inevitable outcomes of global risk to baby boomers retiring in the next 10 years. We're going to look at where are the risks to our global investment markets, how long can central banks and a strong American economy keep these things at bay here at home from what's going on in the rest of the world, which you heard earlier, particularly of concern is China and how can investors and retirees best survive and thrive during the next 10 years while the global investment markets will reset. We're going to have a special segment on the great gold bust ahead, and I'm going to make it very clear to you, as you just heard about deflation, why gold will not be a safe haven, why this next crash will be deflationary, and that makes gold completely the wrong thing to hold, and why Harry Dent says gold's going down to $700 an ounce by the end of 2017, and I will give you the evidence. Saturday, 25 June from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the River Ridge Golf Club. The tickets from now to 18 June, if you go online, are $35. We're glad to have you pay that. If you wait till the week before the event, after 18 June, they're $45, and we're glad to have you pay that too. Hey, but you know what? I don't want you to be foolish, and I want to save you money. Right now, call right now. you got about five minutes left because we're about out of time. 888-882-5578. I'll take your ticket down to $25. 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. $25 ticket plus any extra tickets that you need, we'll do them for $15. We want to get these reservations done up right now for the first date so we can set the second date. And if you don't act soon enough, you'll be in the second date. I'm not sure when that'll be. As soon as your ticket is paid for, I will email you. Uh, three current publications from Dent Research. The Leading Edge, May 2016, Why There'll Be Blood in the Streets, Boom and Bust, Deflate Gate 2016 Forward, and Economy and Markets, Thou Shalt Be, There Shall Be Money, Thou Shalt Be Money, about the Chinese crazy, crazy money printing go over there. We're out of time. Call the number, get your discount, $25 ticket instead of $35. And if you wait the week before the event, $45. I'll give you $25 tickets plus $15 for each additional ticket. Call now, 888 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. Call now, discount tickets. 888-882-5578. We'll see you next week. Content of Straight Talk Wealth Radio is for educational purposes only. Any discussion of financial products and their features is subject to change without notice. Consult your own tax, legal, or financial advisor as to your specific situation. Tax-free benefit specialist and insurance services, California license 0E48147.